Hello, and welcome to Yoga Living with Kim J. I'm Kim J, and I'm a yoga instructor in Cleveland, Ohio. I've been teaching yoga for about 13 years or so as a certified 500-hour ERYT through Yoga Alliance. I'm also a certified group fitness instructor through the American Council of Exercise, and I teach spin. I've taught a variety of classes, including kickboxing, which comes from my roots in martial arts. I studied international taekwondo and achieved third degree black belt. Then I found yoga, which circles me back to being here with you today. So thank you for joining me. I'm very excited about these podcasts that we get to share together, exploring yoga living, application, on and off the mat, and all kinds of fun things. So whether or not you're new to yoga, if if you're new to yoga, hopefully this will help to give you a better understanding of it and get you excited about doing yoga because you'll know what to expect and what you can get out of a yoga practice. Or if you've been practicing yoga for a while, this will be great for you as well because it'll give you some tools that you can take with you on your mat and get so much more out of your practice. And with that said, yoga is more than just the physical postures. It's a mental attitude that we cultivate through our practice. So even if you're not going to do a yoga class after listening to this podcast, hopefully it will give you something that you can bring into your day, intention, something powerful that will just make you feel better. So again, thank you for joining me. I'm Kim J, and let's get started. Okay, here we are, episode one. Today's episode is called appropriately in the beginning establishing the relationship and with each each topic i want to have a mental attitude or intention that goes along with it and for today that is no judgment so those are the topics for today and um, normally when i i teach or instruct a class i have a few minutes of ranting where i talk to my class about certain topics and um, I do this to get them excited about the class, but also to give them something to focus on, a mindset, if you will. So while they're going through the movements and the postures and their yoga, they're noticing certain things to help them grow and evolve on the mat. And they'll have a better understanding of what's going on. So they can be like, oh, yeah, that's, that's why I'm feeling this or understand what they're feeling. And, you know, this is why I'm thinking this. So basically, this is my rant in an extended version. And we're going to we're going to break this down into three parts. This is how it's going to this is how it's going to go down. First, we're going to break down what I mean by in the beginning establishing the relationship and no judgment. What does that mean? Um, so we can have a better understanding and and how it ties into our life. Then, secondly, I'll talk about how it applies to our life and and yoga. Then finally, we'll talk about how this goes into practice. How do we how do we get this into action on our mat and in life? And in my experience, I'll tell you, yoga has supported me greatly. I mean, right now, the world is basically in a quarantine. Yes, we have the coronavirus going on right now. And I'm not going to kid you. I'm not immune from feeling sad, mad, upset, or anxious. But the difference is yoga has helped me to handle situations as they come. I don't get caught up in things. It, it doesn't get the best of me. And I'm telling you, anxiety exists. This, this shit is real. <laughs> not going to get you. But, but I can handle it. You know, I'm, I'm not going to let it take me over. I have my yoga. I have this dialect, this communication with myself. 
And I can even make myself laugh. And as, a, as an example, I'm going to give you one pretty corny. But just the other day, I was I was thinking about this um, situation that we're in. And, and then all of a sudden, my mind clicked. And I thought to myself, damn, I'm going to need Botox after this. And I kind of made myself laugh inside, you know. And I'm not sure if I'm going to need the Botox. However, here's what my brain did automatically. It acknowledged the situation, obviously, you can't avoid it. But then it intercepted with light humor. And um, there's all, there was also aff- affirmation in there that it was only temporary. So, well, the wrinkles may, may be permanent. I don't know. But you get my point. So this brings me to if yoga is so great, and most people agree, they know yoga is good for them. Why don't more people do yoga? So I actually, I looked at a study, the latest I can find was in 2016. And it was from um, Yoga Alliance and the Yoga Journal magazine. In 2016, they found that 36 million Americans practiced yoga. And that was actually an improvement from four years prior in 2012. It was only 20.4 Americans. So yes, you know, it, it improved. However, on the flip side, there were 208 million Americans that didn't do yoga. So I did the math for you. Um, That means only 7% of Americans were doing yoga. But in the the same study, 75% of Americans agreed that yoga was good for them. And 34% of Americans said that they were going to try yoga in the next year. Really? Well, I'll tell you what. If I had a nickel for every time somebody came up to me and said, you know, I really should try yoga, it'd be so good for me, I would be so flipping rich right now. So, you know, why is that? Well, I'm sure there's a ton of reasons, and I'm, I'm sure some of it's really legit. However, I believe most people don't know what to expect. They don't understand what it is or how yoga is good, not to mention how to start. And how does it fit into their life? How can they apply it? Because that, my friends, is where you get hooked. When, when you see the impact on how you feel, not only physically, but mentally and emotionally, man, you know, that's it. You're, you're, in, you're in for life. So this in the beginning and establishing the relationship as a topic, why start there? There's so much to yoga. Well, I'll tell you why. This is my explanation. The word yoga itself comes from the root word yoke, which means to unite, to come together, to connect. And if we break it down into simpler terms that we can relate to, when we think of a union, we can think of two people uniting, connecting, a relationship, right? So this relationship, my friends, that I'm talking about is establishing the relationship with ourselves. And that is the best place to start. So um, we've all heard in order to love other people, you have to love yourself, right? And that's a two way street. In order for other people to love us, we have to love ourselves. And, And that's just human nature. There's nothing wrong with that. That's just what we're drawn to. We're humans. We're human beings. That's the way we are. And I'll give you this example. Think of a store, for instance, and everybody is talking about this store and how great it is and how they go there and they get all these great deals and they find all these cool things and everybody that works at the store is super nice. You are eventually going to want to go to the store. You are going to, you're not going to, you can't wait. You will not be able to wait to go shopping at this store. 
But now on the flip side of that, if the store doesn't even like the store, if they're like, oh my gosh, we've got bad deals here, you know, just don't even bother coming in. There's cockroaches all over the place, whatever. You're definitely not going to want to go to the store. So again, that's human nature. You know, we need to start by loving ourselves. And, And I'm not talking about the conceited, you know, oh, I love myself. I'm better than everybody else. I'm talking about the love that just radiates your contentment, your happiness, and just shines on other people, and they they can't help but feel drawn to you. So um, let's talk about judgment. Having no judgment is is huge in a successful, lasting relationship. Let's think about when you first meet someone. In the beginning, right? They're perfect. They can't do anything wrong. You just goggle over them, and you tell your friends how great they are, and they're rolling their eyes at you, like, oh, my gosh. And, um, you know, it's, they're, they're absolutely perfect. And you spend more time with them and more time, you start to notice certain little things that annoy you, that irritate you. And, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, that's gross. What, what's he, you know, that's, oh my gosh, where'd that come from? Well, these little things that I'm talking about are judgments. They start to come up after you spend so much time with somebody, you become irritated easily and, um, you know, it, it gets a little bit more challenging. Well, what will make this survive, this relationship? It's love. True love will overcome. You'll let go of the judgments and just let the relationship fly. So that's why no judgment is so important in establishing a relationship. Um, we can see, you know, we, we are overly critical with ourselves And it's no wonder because we spend a lot of time with ourselves. See, there's the connection. It's human nature. So we better love ourselves, right? Or are we going to be frustrated and irritated quite a bit? And that's not fun. So how do we overcome this? Well, if we let go of judgment, then we can come from a much more intelligent place. So we all want to come from a much more intelligent place, right? Um, If we recognize these habits of judgment and understand them, then we're, we're able to deal with them better. We just, we just know better. We need to realize that habits are simple mental patterns that we've created, grooves, if you will, that, that have been embedded in our brains called neural pathways. And the longer we do these habits, yeah, the, the harder it is to break. But the good news is you can break them. You can replace them. You can change them out for good habits. Um, so let's clean house here. Let's consider judgment clutter, because basically that's kind of what it is, clutter in your brain. Knowing this is huge because we don't want clutter. And um, we can clean house and we can do that by establishing mindfulness or or mindful habits. Because when we do yoga, we are creating a place to be more present. We're cultivating awareness. And you know, then we have this new way of thinking or, or, or being, um, let's say, and it becomes a habit in exchange for the habit of judgmental thinking. So let me go back real quick here to we all want to be intelligent. And when you come from a judgmental place, you are not coming from an intelligent place. And the reason being is because when you have clutter, right, all this judgment and all this stuff, you're not seeing clearly. And how can you make good decisions 
when you can't even see clearly, it's murky. So we practice mindfulness, we clear the clutter, and we open up our minds to evolve and to learn and to grow. And we see clearly, we can make wise decisions um, from a much better place and perspective. So let's talk about establishing this relationship. To establish the relationship, first, we need to understand that we're more than our mind and even our bodies. You see, both the mind and the body will change based on our environment, life experiences, and well, a whole laundry list of things. But beyond all of that stuff, the the true self is unchanged. So we just need to reacquaint, reconnect, if you will, to ourselves and the true person inside of us. You know, we've all heard the, the expression inner child. Well, that inner child that we came into the world as that had no perceived judgment or opinions. And um, this will finally allow us to let go of looking outward for approval too. We, we spend so much time looking outward to see how we should look or act. And, and I'm not saying watching others is bad, and it certainly can be very good for us. We can, we can learn from others, collaborate, and we shouldn't let ourselves go either. We should strive to be the best version of us that we can be. Contentment is, is what I'm talking about here, though. And, and that's another episode, but, but for now, just know our minds can take things a bit too far. And that's how we're wired, okay? So we can't be mad at ourselves for that, just how we're trained, how our brain works. And we need our brain to watch, to grow, and to learn. But we also need to dump the baggage or, or what doesn't support us. And this can be difficult because as years passed, we've dug Again, these grooves into our brain, neural pathways. And the more we've heard or tell ourselves we're not good enough or we don't look like we should, yada, 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 the more we will believe these stories. They, they become judgments and, and habits. So the good news is that knowing this now and understanding judgment and where it comes from can free us from these limiting beliefs that we have. And, and we can start to reconnect, if you will. We can start to establish the relationship. Now, how do we establish this relationship on the mat? Well, I consider yoga to be very intimate, actually. It's taking time with yourself to connect, check in. You're focusing on the breath, the body alignment, how you feel, You'll notice tension that you're carrying around all day. And we can walk around all day with our shoulders up to ears and not even realize it. But when we practice yoga, we let that tension melt naturally. And then when we're more comfortable, in turn, we can be more comfortable with ourselves. It's just the way it is. You know, we're one thing. You know, our head's not over there and our body's not over there. So if we can release, you you, you don't see where I'm pointing, but you get you get my point. But when we release physical tension, naturally we're going to release mental and emotional tensions as well. We're in one piece, thankfully. Also, in an actual yoga class, we should be paying attention to how we feel in the pose, not how we look in the pose or how anyone else looks in the pose or how we compare to other people. Um, And, well, plain and simple, not everyone is used to this, but it is so important because this allows us to reacquaint or reconnect to our true self. And as I mentioned, that's essential in establishing the relationship. 
And we will let, when we let go of the stories, no judgment, we're paying attention to what's real in the present moment, practicing mindfulness, and again, building the good habit. So basically, you can see by now, hopefully, that you can develop good habits just as you can bad. Another thing about a yoga class is we use audible cues. So we are not paying attention to how we look in an impose. We're paying attention to how we feel and how our body is responding. And in fact, often when I teach yoga class, I'm not doing the yoga class at all. I might I might stop and demonstrate or get them started or something, but then I'll stop and watch so I can better guide people based on what I'm seeing. And this is huge in not looking outward for approval or acceptance. And instead, we're doing things based on what we feel and how our body is responding. So bam, there you go. We're, we're connecting. We're paying attention. And with that said, you may not be able to do everything in a yoga class. And actually, that's encouraged in yoga. Um, you, don't, you shouldn't feel like you have to do everything. And again, that's, that's practicing contentment <laughs> in another, another episode. But also on the mat, we go into observation mode. And this is pretty cool. We look introspectively with more of a, a curious approach. So we're becoming a witness as well as a participant. And here we can recognize unhealthy and supportive habits, and then we can change them um, into healthier and more supportive thoughts. The first step is always to be aware of them, right? Um, once we're aware, we pay attention, and, and we can do something about it. And we do this in yoga. Now, hands down, I'll admit this, this can be uncomfortable. But we've all heard the, the expression probably, sometimes you need to get comfortable with the uncomfortable. And this is for sure one of those times because the results are huge. With this focus, we're more aware of our communication with ourselves. We're, we're more present and mindful, which most of us have also heard yoga is a whole mind-body experience. Well, this is why. You'll, you'll, you'll get what I'm going to call yoga residual. Not, not everything is going to stick from, from a yoga practice, but a lot of the growth and awareness from the physical practice will trickle off the mat with you. And the more you practice both on and off the mat, the more good stuff you'll bring into your day and into your life. So let's start by establishing the relationship and getting comfortable with our, ourselves. And what, what can be better than that? And that brings us to the end of our topic, establishing the relationship. However, I do have more for you. I put a special yoga video on my website that is related to this topic. So I'll give you that website. It's kimjavano.com, K-I-M-J-O-V as in Victor, A-N as in Nancy, O-V as in Victor.com. When you get to the website, I am a songwriter. You'll see I have music stuff on there as well. However, go to the yoga tab. When you go to the yoga tab, I will have this video in there. It's going to be about nine, 10 minutes long. In the video, I say it's five or six minutes because that was my intention, but I got all carried away. Those of you that know, know me understand this. And this is related to what we've talked about. So hopefully it'll just kind of help to get a feel for everything that we discussed. And there's other videos on there too. You may enjoy some of the other videos. I will warn you, these are homemade videos. I My plan is to get more professional and get more professional equipment and uh, look out, you know, better content coming in the future. Also, 
um, when you do get on my website, please join the mailing list there and reach out to me. Let me know what you're looking for. Let me know what you'd like to see. I'd love to hear from you. When you click on my yoga videos, they will take you to my YouTube channel. So go ahead and feel free to subscribe on there as well. And I'm going to end with one thing. It was suggested that I share some of my personal habits through either diet or exercise on these episodes. And this first one um, I'm going to share with you may seem a little boring. However, I make the most colorful, gorgeous salad you've ever seen. Seriously, I'm addicted to this salad and I eat it at least four or five times a week with my dinner. I'll tell you, I never, I never liked salad growing up, my 20s and 30s. In fact, my family could not bribe me to eat vegetables or anything green for that matter. So you can see how you can build good habits. Um, I actually crave it now. So I took a picture of it. I posted it on my website. It has the ingredients listed, picture of the ingredients and everything. Most of the stuff I get at Trader Joe's, but I list substitutions as well. So you can, you know, get other things too. And check it out. Let me know what you think. I'm telling you, it's a pretty good looking salad. And I am going to leave you with some music, actually. Here is one of my songs, Stable Ground. And I wish you the most fabulous relationship you can have with yourself. And feel good, my friends. Namaste. Back to my roots, I'm not alone When you're near, it's just like